Let's get sweaty. Hello and welcome back to the Shimmer Dojo Show. I am James Brown and I'm joined as always by Miss Florida 2022, Matthew Oliver. Do you know what? I don't think I've got the body for that. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow not after the amount of food I ate over there. How's it going, man? You good? <laughs> All good, Tom. And how was your Florida vacation? Honestly, it's the best holiday I've ever had. It yeah. was spot on. Um, I'd recommend it to anybody. I'm a theme park junkie, so I love roller coasters, but disney's something else it's it really is like they create this little world within their theme park and every little detail thought of it it's so clean all the characters are amazing all the, it was just awesome we loved it i'd love to go back and we missed the hurricane by two days shit yeah that was bad wasn't it when you got home lucky there actually with the flights and stuff right yeah we got away with it i had a work colleague who flew out the week after we did and they ended up stuck in their hotel room for three days because of the hurricane and like universal studios some of that ended up underwater briefly no way. yeah i saw some photos it well i was gonna say like the jaws ride or something but it's <laughs> that underwater anyway or something uh, no, got, some they... part of jurassic park uh, area or something was it oh yeah i know where you mean yeah yeah possibly underwater i don't know where did you actually go then, Matt? Like park-wise, you went to all the Disney ones. So we did all the Disney, uh, all the main Disney ones. So you're talking Magic Kingdom, Animal Kingdom, Hollywood Studios, which is epic. The Star Wars land there is awesome. Ooh, I want to do that. Uh, is that at Euro Disney yet? Do you know, they got I the Star Wars bit there. Don't know. Is the honest. Answer. I know they've got an Avengers bit there, but I don't. Did know. Did you make your own lightsaber? No, because the queue was ridiculous. Right. I was going to say, they're expensive as well, I think, aren't they? But... Yeah, they're, they're really expensive. And the other one was Epcot. They're knocking down half of Epcot. Which no. it, it was fine, but I think I'd like to go back there to see it when it's all been redone. What are they redoing it with then? I don't know. So, uh, if you imagine walking in, you've got the sort of the big dome in front of you. You can walk left or right. All the stuff what would have been in the middle, like p- behind the dome, has all just been knocked down. Okay. Was it there when you were there? Yeah. Okay, so yeah, I think just after the dome, you've got like the, it's sort of like, I want to say like a future museum thing or what they mm. think is going to be like happening in the future. But it also feels a bit dated. Like when I went, it felt a bit dated, like what they, like the homes were like 70s retro, but you know, <laughs> um, what's that show called? The the Flying Jetsons or whatever, like that kind oh, of. Oh, the Jetsons, yeah, yeah. yeah. The Jetsons sort of style. Um, but I loved Epcot. I, I loved the, the food theming. The food um, was good. Yeah, uh, and just how they themed all the different... These, it was like eight countries themed, didn't they, around the, the back end and like a Mexico... Was it like a Mexico and there was like a, a restaurant with like a boat ride or something at the back? And Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I loved all that. That was really cool. Awesome. And you went to Bush Gardens, I think you said as well, which we is... smashed all of that and any roller coaster I could get my hands on was, was awesome. I'm a, like I said, I'd jump on anything. I don't care. Was The Simpsons still at the Universal? 
Yeah, it was. It was really, it was really good. Although I thought Spider Man was better, actually. Spider Man, what a little bit of an area, or is that just a ride? Just, it's just the ride at like Universal. Like a cinema ride, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really good, though. I think that was there when I went, actually. And the Hulk, there was a Hulk. I think it was a yeah. Terminator one as well, actually, which was cool. That's that not that's not there anymore. We got rid of Terminator, unfortunately. Fair enough, fair enough. Right, I think we've chatted <laughs> a lot about that sort of stuff, so we'll crack on. So on today's show, we're going to be delving into a few different topics, but the main discussion of the episode will be why people love to hate Shenmue. So we have spoken a little bit about this recently. If you follow us on the streaming or if you listen to the Dream Pod, which I will mention in a little bit actually in the news section. So it could turn into another ranty episode, right, Matt? I'll try not to. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so we're going to crack into the news section first. So We've got quite a wealth of news headlines to get through, actually. And where else should we start other than the massive news that Shenmue is the pin of the month on Sega Shop Europe? (laughs) I was uh, obviously uh, dodging the the anime talk there. But (laughs) I think by the time you're hearing this, probably only going to be a couple of weeks left to grab it before it's no longer available for the reduced $1.99 pin of the month promo price. Um, Matt, you did an unboxing of the pin. And we, we've given some away as well. We'll be giving away some more over the coming weeks, I'm sure. Maybe next Shemu day, perhaps. Yeah, we'll see. yeah. See what happens there. Um, but yeah, seriously, there's no excuse not to grab one at this price uh, unless you know you live out of the country. Perhaps you could find a way, maybe ask a friend or something if you don't live in Europe to send you one. Uh, and a little small pen, cheap, so it shouldn't be too bad to send either. But the deal is that during the month of October, if you purchase this pin along with any other item off the Sega Shop Europe website, you get the pin for only one ninety nine instead of four ninety nine. So if you basically you order the two pins, you'll probably get that nice discount added on. But once November's pin hits, the price is going to be a permanent four ninety nine, I believe. I think that's what happened to the other pins. So yeah, you might as well grab it. Oh, bless you, Matt. Thank you. So yeah, you might as well grab it this month if you can. So yeah, I'll go back. <laughs> so obviously, the major news uh, that broke a couple of weeks ago now, the unfortunate news that despite our brief spell of promise that we spoke about uh, literally just last episode, you know, when we were talking about mm. that Adam Swim was safe because of the merger, while actually now in terms of Crunchyroll's original shows, they are unfortunately not. So this means that Shenmue, the animation season two, at least for now, has been cancelled. So Matt, for the listeners hearing about this news for perhaps the first time can you briefly explain why well i'll keep it as brief as i can um obviously as we know i interviewed jason demarco he was quite pleased with how the anime did um good viewing numbers good research came back and and the fan base really enjoyed it fast forward a few months uh warner brothers got taken over by discovery big merger happened lots of cuts think back girl uh 90 million dollar film got hammered and cut so when you think about it like that, what chance did little old Shenmue have, I guess? But, you know, we remained hopeful. However, um, not too long ago, a tweet came out. Um, I can't remember the name of the website, but I will pull it up on the screen for everybody, uh, saying that Shenmue and a bunch of the other Crunchyroll Adult Swim originals have been pulled from the Adult Swim website. I remember, James, you messaged me sort of early hours of the morning with that tweet, and I remember thinking, oh, shit, I'm going to have to do a damage control video here because people are going to start panicking. And then Jason DeMarco came out and said, no, sorry, it's all been pulled off and and season two isn't happening at this point. Um, They tried. They really wanted to do it. I got the impression from his tweet that they were gearing up, certainly possibly in pre-production for it. 
and it's the plug's been pulled. Now, I will stress this doesn't necessarily mean it won't happen down the line, but when one of the key partners has been pulled away from it, it does make it more unlikely, shall, shall I say. It's not to say Crunchyroll couldn't go off and do it themselves, potentially, or somebody else could come in and do it. But at the moment, despite the success it had, anime season two is looking very, very bleak. However, we are tweeting hashtag let's get Shenmue 4, hashtag Shenmue anime 2 on the fourth of every month. And you may have noticed in our social media, we're throwing it in everything we put out at the moment. And it did briefly have a mini spurt on Twitter when, you know, when you type in hashtag, it says how many tweets pop up. I think it had like 600 tweets pop up at one point for it. So there was some momentum there. So that's a good start, but we need to keep pushing. Um, but yeah, um, it, it's shocking news. Very Shenmue in that it does well and gets fucking cancelled. I know, man. And the show literally ends the same place yeah. the games did all those years ago. So it's crazy that it's kind of come around full circle again, unfortunately. Um, so yeah, if you tweet at anything, just add hashtag Shenmue Anime 2 just to give it a bit of a push. And if you can tag any of those companies in it as well, just to um, shove it down the faces a little bit, that's every little helps kind of thing. Definitely. Okie dokie. So tiny bit of Shenmue 4 related news as well, Matt, if you can talk us a little bit about this. So 110 Industries had a and a on Discord. What happened? Okay, so 110 were doing a QA and a about Wanted Dead. Um, they did one very similar a few months back before this one. Uh, this time around, someone t- turned around and asked, can you confirm that you are not working on Shenmue 4? And someone pulled out the apple and banana tweet that we all remember, if, yeah. if, which 110 tweeted out a while ago. The response to the apple and banana tweet was, I like fruit, <laughs> okay. which I, I did find quite funny. I think it was very tongue-in-cheek. And Well, you've got to think the tweet was with the text something about a big announcement right so yeah it was I don't think that class is a big announcement but <laughs> <laughs> i think you'd be pushing it wouldn't you to say yeah. that's that's a big announcement but um there we are and then to the other response um around whether there's any cryptic hint around working on shenmue 4 110 industry ceo came back and said there's nothing we can say which i mean it's very protective language i guess if they yeah. were doing something, they're not going to announce it in a, a Discord Q&A. Secondly, we know that Yuzuzuki seemed a bit pissed off that 110 were mentioning Shenmue 4 in that Game Rant interview back over the summer and mm-hmm. found it very odd. They were commenting on Shenmue. So if there was something going on, did he get on the phone and kick off and they've sort of backed off a little bit? Who knows? As, as I say, I made a video about it and, and about the pin together because it just it sort of fit together as a general news video. But... I'm tracking yeah. it carefully, but again, there's not a huge amount we can read into it. We're we're no further forward in that regard, but it keeps us talking. It keeps Shenmue in the in the spotlight. Yeah. So basically, the news is there is no news. <laughs> yeah. But but the, again, you know, the fact that they're not outright saying, you know, I don't know what you're about. Why we're not working with Shenmue or whatever? Why would you have that um, idea? That's the thing, isn't mm. it? That's the thing. If they weren't having anything to do with with Yuzuzuki Shenmue, why not just come out and say it? Just say, sorry, guys, we're not working on Shenmue. Nothing to do with us. Hope you get it, sort of thing. And we'd just walk away, wouldn't we, at that point, and go, thank you very much. 
Yeah, so interesting. Quickly, Matt, a little bit of a air twister thing. There's an event on at the moment, but it may have ended by the time you hear this show because it ends on the 21st of October. So depending on when I get the edit done, when Matt gets the video done and out or, or whatever our schedule is, this may have already happened. But if you are hearing this before the 21st, get yourself on Air Twister and try and complete all of the event challenges as soon as you can. There's loads of exclusive costume items and an extra stage to tackle too. Um, thankfully, I've completed all of my tasks already. Um, you can do it in one sitting though, so jump on and blast your way through. Uh, we've got some community news next. So first up, a massive undertaking from Stuart Peacock over on shemusings.wordpress.com. He's created basically a whole new website that shares all of his findings between the Shemu 2 Game Jam prototype build that was released a few months back. Uh, you know, the build with the yeah, new yeah. Suzuki character model and uh, a whole host of crazy differences. He's comparing it to the final version of Shemu 2. So if that interests you, check out the link in the show notes or description below to see that uh, everything that Stuart's found so far. Great undertaking, by the way. Just insane. Crazy, crazy it amount of work uh, that's been put together there. Um, yeah, it, for any fan who's interested, it's it's really detailed, really in depth. Yeah, and it's it's a piece of preservation out there that is vitally important to, to the Shenmue community. I mean, you dig into some of it, you get some more of the Meow Village stuff, as we talked about on a previous episode. And yeah, there's some really good stuff in there, which I didn't think we'd ever get answers to, but now we do. Yeah, great stuff. Like I mentioned a little bit earlier, the Dreamcast Junkyard recently invited myself and Matt onto their show, The Dream Pod, which is a long-running podcast covering all of the latest Sega Dreamcast news and more. It's an absolute staple of the Dreamcast community, I'd say, and it was a pleasure to feature in a huge Shemu episode with them. Uh, just shy of two hours, really, with musical yeah. transitions from Rio X. Uh, even a nice little awesome University Challenge-inspired uh, Shemu quiz we did at the end. Hopefully you think we did well, guys, to <laughs> represent Shemu. So we chatted a little bit about the entire series, Shemu World magazines, and even a certain article from Hard Drive, which we'll probably talk a little about today, actually. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. So yeah, go check that out on your podcast catcher of choice, um, and we'll also throw the link in the description which goes directly to Dreamcast Junkyard's website with our show. But we, I absolutely loved how the show turned out. And it's kind of surreal, actually, because it's a show that I've actually listened to as long as I can remember now. <laughs> so <laughs> it's funny like hearing your own voice on a new episode. It's weird. Yeah, it was good fun. They were really good <laughs> as well. It was good fun. Yeah, awesome guys, Tom and uh, Lewis, yeah. who uh, interviewed us and everyone else involved with the, the Dreamcast Junkyard deserves a mention. Next, Superpass. We've got a brand new release out right now. This is version 1.8, adds in some extra features such as network rankings, so you can view all of the original rankings that were kind of saved from back in 2001. So I don't know, maybe you're listening now, you had a, a high score back in the day, go check it out. Uh, there's three new music packs, one of them being a whole host of Kitchen Brothers music, which is amazing to have easy access to their incredible music. It's some extra video content in the theatre section and more basically. So just quickly, if you don't know what I'm on about, Superpass is a fan-made, unofficial Shemu Passport application for iOS and Android devices. You can download it over on superpass.com, or if you do have a, an Android device specifically, you can literally hit us up on the Google Play Store, just search for Superpass. That's S-U-K-A space P-A-S-S, as in Yokosuka Passport. And switch of phantomriverstone.com is an absolute magician when it comes to that app. The latest builds turned out great, and it's a lot of fun and very informative for Shenmue fans. 
So speaking of the Kitchen Brothers, Matt, Joe and George released something quite special recently, a brand new video to go along with some more new music. And I'd say that the video is some of their finest work so far. It follows a little side story Joe has come up with with a character called Arihiro Sato and his daughter Rika Sato. I, I think it's I think it's absolutely magical, you know, how these videos created. It's it just breathes fresh life into Shenmue's locations, characters. It's even got some new footage of Arihiro's office and home. It's got the interior of like a limo and um, the fortune teller's got a veil off at one point uh, who helps the guy out on multiple occasions. It's mad, isn't it? It's mad, yeah. It's, 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 it's even like included chopped up voice lines to create like authentic sounding speech. Uh, at least on the English side of things, like the Japanese isn't Japanese, but it's it's funny to hear. It's great. I mean, I I, yeah. I speak to Joe and George intermittently, and if you haven't come across their their work, guys, you really really need to check it out. And he said it. Joe said it took him about three months to put it all together, and he he mm. creates all of these scenes in Blender. He rigs it all up, and and gets it all working, and then obviously chops up the sound. George helps with the, you know, he does all the music with it. And I mean, quite frankly, some of this music could be in a Shenmue 4. It is that good. It is honestly that good. And we're very lucky. There's some very talented musicians in the community. Um, but Joe and George, uh, yeah, it's something else, isn't it, with what they're doing? It is. It is, honestly. They continue to amaze me, actually, both these video visuals and you know the music that goes with them. In this one particularly, there's also a couple of neat Easter eggs. I, I saw um, like a Nights into Dreams doll <laughs> on the shelf in the girls' room, and they, they had Gang Entertainment Shemu the Gang Edition playing on the little TV, which was cool. Cool to see that. So, yeah, great stuff. So that comes to the end of the news section, and we're going to play the Kitchen Brothers' latest track. It's called Arihiro and Rika Sato Theme. <laughs> Welcome back. That was Arihiro and Rika Sato theme from George and Joe Kitchen. Awesome piece of music there. So, wrap right, on with the show. Following on from the last episode where we we talked about Shemu's reception, everything seemed to go so well. Everyone's response to the first two games, for the most part, seemed to be so strong. I think we mentioned averages of like eight and nine out of tens for the first two games. Shemu three obviously divided opinion but still averaged around a seven. And then since we've had the anime, that was extremely high rated. 
each episode i think you said was getting like eights and nines so matt why are we here now in 2022 we're still on the cusp of whatever future we have for the series we've seemingly lost the anime show and we're kind of being drip fed little to nothing regarding the next entry in the game series where's it gone wrong Oh, that's the, Sorry, that's a tough question. Isn't the it, million dollar question. Where's it all gone wrong? So if you think back to the first two games then, yeah. after that positive reception, I guess sales numbers, right? Um, it was on the Dreamcast, which had already kind of died by the time Shenmue 2 was out. Then it moved to the Xbox. And, you know, this is the infancy of Microsoft's Xbox. So sales of that weren't as strong as, say, the PS2 at the time, but obviously Xbox. Yeah built its empire since then but Shenmue kind of started on its uh, uh, you know at at birth almost yeah so it is. again that didn't really have much momentum going off that I, I assume sales were poor of that as well to not be then considered you know Xbox needs to have Shenmue 3 we they went out of the way to make that happen that never happened um, and then obviously we had Shenmue Online which spent a lot of Sega's money that yeah. never happened um, which is a shame because it was close to, but maybe they just, I, I, again, I don't know why that never happened. Was it because the footage that was shown wasn't... There was a big falling out as well with the development company. Was uh, yeah. that JC or something? There was a big falling out around that. And I know the footage, so some of the in-game footage didn't didn't set the world on fire from the community yeah. point of view i just don't understand that decision right well i do a little bit they're trying to get in, in in on the whole mmo rpg type thing that was hot at the time but unfortunately there was this habit where i think they were too late in jumping on that and wasted a load of money 20 million dollars is the quoted figure knocking around the internet i don't know how true that is or not i must must admit but why why wouldn't you just throw in 20 million dollars at shenmue 3 i mean on the outside looking in they're thinking you know mmos i don't know was was world of warcraft out by then is this it was, 2005 yeah. it was around so, yeah so maybe the buzz of that the momentum of MMOs like that, again, subscriptions. This was going to be a free-to-play game, though, I believe, so I'm not sure where they would have made money Maybe in the like game, cosmetics buying, possibly. You know, like or Cosmetics and DLC type stuff possibly. Yeah, but like you say, the footage we actually saw of Shemu Online, well, the, the actual CGI trailers were insane, really, and they're some of my favourite really things to watch, yeah, but the actual in-game like the combat and stuff, I think a lot of us, especially Shemu fans, were expecting Shemu quality graphics and gameplay, and obviously it looked a bit stiff. And mm-hmm. um, I mean, it did look like MMOs at the time. A lot of these Korean yeah. MMOs mm-hmm. kind of looked like that. So it kind of looked like a reskin of, you know, something you'd probably expect to play back then. But obviously that wasn't, uh, you know, Shemu had kind of built a certain level of of quality at that point, and it, it, it didn't obviously meet those qualities. And then I'd... I'd I'm not sure what happened with that falling out that you mentioned, um, but obviously it never saw the light of day. Mm, it's probably an episode in itself, you know. Yeah, I reckon so, mate. I reckon so. I reckon if we did a bit of research into that, tried to go back in time and read all the articles and Ooh. see what was going on. Yeah, we'll do a Shenmue Online episode. That sounds good. But moving on from that, obviously we had Shenmue City, which it did get released. Yeah. Although I, I feel like I'd, I'd never heard anything about it. I never heard anyone talk about it. I don't know if there's any Japanese listeners out there that able to reply and, and, and tell us like how good it was or what, what it was all about. I mean, from the screenshots, it's like, um, I think it got compared to Matthew Wars, mm. like kind of like 
Although, I'd, I'd, again, I don't really know what the gameplay aspect of, of it was. No, I don't. And do you know what? I actually think it was probably a couple of years too soon when you think about mobile gaming. It hadn't quite taken off at that point. But then a few years later, mobile gaming did take off. And yeah. there might have been more of a market for it, especially in Japan. They yeah. do a lot of gaming on the go now, don't they? It's very popular over there from, from what I understand. So That could be the answer to the question I posed. Where did it go wrong? Maybe every single bit of Shenmue was you know a couple of years too early because obviously the first game was way far ahead of its time. Yeah. And obviously it was a new genre. It was literally the first open world game of its kind. You know, people... I mean, that is a good sell to begin with because the graphics enabled you to buy it for the Dreamcast because you wanted to show it off. You wanted that flagship title for your console to show to people that had like a PlayStation and say, like, look at the graphics mm-hmm. that, you know, Shenmue's insane. But again, it, you know, was it maybe too ahead of its time? People didn't get it. People didn't understand it. And then you've got your, your open world games that followed. Maybe it's a little bit easy to understand, but obviously then now it's dated. Now it's easy to understand. Yeah, there is a, there is an element of that. I mean, I, I think I said this phrase on, a, on another show on stream that, that Shenmue walked so the other games could run and, yeah. and that was that open world genre really really took off so Shenmue as a game it, it sold quite well on the Dreamcast I think it was 1.2 million sales um so I think it's the fourth or fifth best-selling Dreamcast game ever so that's a really big tick in the box obviously the problem with that was it was 47 million dollars to make that's what was quoted at GDC in 2014 that includes Shenmue 2 as well don't get me wrong in that so there's a massive expenditure to make the game. I think so much that every Dreamcast owner had to board it twice to, for it to break even. Now, I know they had intended to use the engine from Shenmue for other projects. I don't understand why they didn't. It, no. um, whether that's licensing, whether that's... Maybe it's just the short it. lifespan of the Dreamcast. Possibly. At that point. It could have been could have been anything. I, I do remember reading an article back in the day, got off on a sidetrack here, that... They they felt they could have struggled to get Shenmue one and two over to PlayStation two, for example, mm. with the engine and the way the things were put together for it. Now I'd have to try and dig it out and, and and find that article again, but I do remember reading something about that back in the day, and it was easier to get it over to Xbox because obviously Dreamcast had a Windows based operating system, so that could have been an issue. But I'm, I'm going off at a sidetrack. So you've got money financially; it sold well. But commercially, in terms of revenue, it, yes, it's not beat around the bush. It was a failure, wasn't it? So yeah. there's that big cross in the box there. Take the game itself. New genre. Lots of things that have never been tried before, never been done before. So you are going to have things that work and don't work. So the world building today stands up, doesn't it? We, we yep. both agree on that. I think some people find the pacing difficult especially in the first game where you have to wait around and don't necessarily want to engage with the world and i know destructoid mentioned this in an article they say that Shenmue doesn't have a respect for the player's time now i find that a little bit harsh but i can understand that people don't necessarily want to sit there and wait and engage with the world especially modern gaming which i think is much more of an instant gratification type model Whereas Shenmue, the first game isn't built on that. Shenmue 2 obviously did the weight system and, 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 and sort of corrected some of those issues. So you've got that pacing issue there. The controls were 
obviously done by the d-pad i think modern open world games sort of took it on on the analog system so that's another criticism of it i guess and i think another issue in inverted commas is that some people think well, there's a lack of conclusive ending to it yeah we've got three games at this point we haven't had a conclusive ending whereas you look at a lot of games now they whether they're a series or not they tend to have something fairly conclusive at the end so well, what are they expecting are they expecting each game to have an ending i think so you look at I, we'll talk about yakuza and shenmue later on but all the yakuza games essentially have a starting point and an ending point and the, the ending is much more definitive than Shenmue's in that everyone walks off and they're basically happy and you don't necessarily need to have played a previous game from the Yakuza series to jump in, whereas Shenmue, I think you have to have an understanding of, of the previous story, which might limit it a little bit in, in, in that regard. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it's, it's tough to, to sort of put your finger on that. I mean, those points alone are why I love Shenmue, though. I, I, I know, like exactly. I like that it's slower paced. I like that it's an ongoing story so that, you know, you, you, you're eager to find out what happens next. Like that whole idea they had back in the day still blows my mind that the save file would just carry over from each disc. So I know, you'd carry I the know. items it's over awesome. from the first game to the last game. And, and it still does that to, to a certain extent how you've got items in Rio's inventory at the end of Shenmue 3 that he picked up from the first game. So that stuff blows me away and and another reason why i love shemu so much so but i do understand that from other people's point of view especially the wait between two and three every time yusuzuki does a new game now and it doesn't have a conclusion it's like it's pushing it a little bit further in it it's like are we ever going to see a conclusion because of that but then again i don't want to see a conclusion until it's ready to have the conclusion And I, I completely agree with you. I, I don't want a, a one-hour anime to end it all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no chance. I, I just don't... I'd rather... It sounds almost self-defeating, I guess, that I'd rather have no ending and ha- or have it done properly. No, but I agree with you on that. I think that is the best way to look at Shenmue from a Shenmue fan's perspective because if you settle for anything less than that, it's not going to feel as fulfilling. No, I, I agree. And... <laughs> Sort of moving away from the story element of a little bit, sort of talking into sort of the practical view of Shenmue as a franchise and yeah. it being a failure in inverted commas. Obviously, we know Shenmue One didn't make money; probably should have been given more chances than than other franchises that Sega have run. They've had two sort of, I wouldn't say half-ass revivals, but I would say ill-advised. To attempt to revive it when they could have just put money towards Shenmue 3, especially Shenmue Online. Yeah. I get it. I understand what they were thinking behind it. But had they turned around and said, we are making Shenmue 3, the, the, the reaction would have been better. The press around it would have been a darn sight better. And I think, quite frankly, we probably would have finished things by now. Yeah. $20 million on a game that's got a lot of research behind it. Bearing in mind it wasn't that long after the Dreamcast stuff, so they could have, in theory, updated the engine or, or, or pulled it across from somewhere else. I don't think it would have had the cost implications that it could have done. And what's to say they couldn't have pulled a Yakuza on it? I wouldn't necessarily want them to do this and gone, right, NPCs, we only have the key ones that talk and, and, and cut costs that way a little bit to get Shenmue 3 out the door and made. But like you say, back then, maybe 20 million probably could have 
been the perfect amount for it because especially if you go back again that quoted figure that 46 million that includes one and two if you half that because it's two games that is kind of like 20 mil a piece so 20 mil after you've built an engine you've got your assets that you can carry over to a certain extent maybe you want to do sort of a next gen Shenmue game because 2005 what's that probably is that still the original xbox yeah we're not quite at yeah xbox not quite there yeah yet. so it would build upon the xbox version of Shenmue 2 and create a Shenmue 3 with that with the 20 million i reckon they could have done that but obviously they invested that into the online thing maybe they had predictions um <laughs> that they were going to make you know a shit ton of money off an mmo and then make three, four, five <laughs> with the profits from that. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't want to sound like I'm crapping on Sega here, but I'm going to sound like I'm crapping on Sega here. <laughs> Sega have this habit of jumping on trends too late, and uh, they they or blowing money or too off. early in this case. Was well, it? <laughs> well, I think this was probably too late. Yeah, probably. Um, and they were too. They were never going to corner that market with with World of Warcraft and other MMOs already out there and established, I think that was a massive, massive ask. And you look at, they like, tried to jump on the mobile gaming. Was it Secure Wars? And they blew like $20, $30 million on a mobile game that they shut down. They shut well. down after a few months. Yeah. And they jumped on that trend way too late. And I don't know, I just sit there thinking, I don't know who makes these decisions. They're paid a lot more money than me. They work in the industry and they clearly... You know, they will understand the games industry a lot more than a guy sat in front of his PC doing a podcast. But I just I can't understand why anybody would have thought, without obviously solid numbers, without would think a not Shenmue three game with Shenmue Online was yeah. the way to go. It just didn't make sense to me. It really didn't make sense to me at all. But hey ho, we got three eventually. eventually. So I think that the point I'm trying to make is that. It's another cross in the box for Sega and investors. Oh, look, another failed Shenmue project. Yeah, and because of that, it kind of makes Shenmue this target for like easy jokes and laughing and all the sort of stuff that we're going to get into now. So obviously, I've spoken a little bit about this um, on the stream before. I think I did mention it in that podcast as well, the Dream Pod. But basically, like Shenmue sort of feels like this kid at school. He's a little bit misunderstood. People don't quite get him, don't quite understand what the deal is. And, you know, that makes him susceptible to attacks. He's easy target to be bullied, perhaps. So it's it's difficult to put my finger on, but it feels like Shenmue always gets this unfair shake of the stick. And obviously his fans were always on the defense for our beloved series, you know, more times than I probably hope or expect to have to be standing up for it. But at the same time, we might come across to people is a bit desperate, perhaps, in our attempts to defend. We've grown up with the series since it came out on the Dreamcast back in 1999, 2000, and we fell in love with it back then. We mm. fell in love with the second game. We've been pining to get the third game. We got the third game. We enjoyed the third game. Mm -hmm. But because of the situation we're in now, where Shenmue 3 didn't do the job that it needed to do, really, the Kickstarter got it made, which is great, but it also became a bit of a, a trash-talking aspect of Shemu, which was a, a negative. The trailers we had released, we spoke about, Matt, kind of yeah, were a negative, yeah. um, even though they were meant for us. The fact that they were released publicly made them available to everyone to, to poke fun at. While it was alpha footage, it was in-development footage. So again, that's made Shemu a bit of a laughing stock. Uh, 
during development. Then you've got all the miscommunication, the misconceptions, the epic deal, all these things we've spoken about in our Kickstarter episode, which again, people came out in full force to attack Shenmue. So this is what I mean. I feel like every time we defend Shenmue, Every time this stuff happens, it feels like maybe we're acting a bit desperately. You know, <laughs> like we're we're kind of gatekeeping our own series, which we are. You know, the definition of what we do, but there's reason behind it, which you know we, we've we've explained in the past. We we don't just willy nilly throw every every comment or opinion aside. If there's something that we agree with, we agree with it. But there's a lot of stuff there that was misinformation, miscommunication, falsatives lies basically and you know we have to step in to to defend that yeah we do we do and actually i think the gaming media know this i think they're very clever in (laughs) how they pitch shenmue in some respects because they know guaranteed you're going to get clicks out the shenmue fan base because we are going to come out and go you fucking what we do we do that that's probably the reason why we get these unprovoked attacks and a lot of unfair treatment. Because I said it before, Matt, I don't feel like there's any other series out there that gets half as much shit thrown at it as Shenmue does. No, and actually, I'm going to take a couple of things you just picked up on around Shenmue 3 before I sort of come into the original games here. The the trailers, the alpha footage, right? We know it was alpha footage. They could have communicated that clearer. We've discussed that at length. But you look at the GTA 6 leak, leak, right? That game should never have been leaked. But that was clearly alpha footage. And you had these idiots going around on the internet going, oh, the game looks rubbish. Yes, it's alpha footage, my friend. If you can't work that out, I swear to God, you need to go back to school or something. You know, it's ridiculous. Well, but, it's because people were saying that the graphics come first or something. Yeah, <laughs> make sense. Some, so some idiot said, oh, the graphics <laughs> come first when you make a game. No, they don't. You absolute idiot. Most games look rubbish until the polishing stage so they've got the systems in place so everything's done anyway when Shenmue's 2017 trailer came out it was alpha the, the it looked dead but the environments were lovely whatever but people go oh the game looks rubbish that's the final product blah 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 nobody came out apart from the community and defended it GTA is a much bigger franchise do not get me wrong but there is a massive it's massively hypocritical here that Bunch of you know, developers came out, rightly so, to defend their products and go, well, hang on a second. This uh, control looked like this. They released some alpha footage of control to make a point and go, this looked absolute rubbish. We were building the systems in alpha. And that's fine. But where was this for Shenmue, right? Where mm-hmm. was this for Yu Suzuki, who was supposed to be one of the most revered and talented developers who's ever worked in the games industry, one of the biggest pioneers you'll ever come across? Where was his defence? Where was his defence from from his peers? Where was his defence from the media? So I know it sounds like I'm having a pop here, but it's hypocritical. It's the same principle. The difference being that we had to come out and defend it. And we are, we do defend things very forcefully at times. And we all, I think, can get a bit too embroiled in it. Don't get me wrong. But that sort of thing annoys me. Mm -hmm. Well, we had that media... Was it the one that said Shenmue 3's had a new trailer and it looks like arse? Yeah, that's you know Kotaku. I mean? K- yeah, K- Kotaku was it, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, a lot of gaming sites were more defending the fact that it shouldn't have been leaked, and I get that. Mm. But they did make a point in saying it's only, you know, this is early footage, so it understandably doesn't look complete. That's great. That's fine. I completely agree with that. But the, the narrative with Shenmue 
was that's the final product. And that's what really irked me with, with that particular issue. And we had to come out and defend it. Fine. It is what it is. Shenmue does have, we know this as fans, you have to laugh at it a little bit. Some of the voice acting and the, the, and the dialogue is a bit funny. I'm, hunt, you know, I'm looking for sailors is the common one that goes around mm-hmm. the internet, doesn't it? There's memes galore around it. And it's fine. Yeah, we laugh at that. We do. It's it's funny. Rio saying I see almost everything that he 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 goes around and talks <laughs> about. Right. Yeah. I I remember saying to somebody, if he doesn't say that in Shenmue three in the first ten minutes, I'm going to be upset. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's you can have it as a drinking game. Yeah. Every time it, he says I see, <laughs> that's you'd be we, can, we can laugh at this sort of thing, but I think people jump on that and and make it more than it is, and then I think there's a lack of understanding of, of Shenmue itself as a game and what it does. I mean, Jeff Gersman on the internet, this is 2014, to turned around and said it's a fucking bullshit forklift simulator for ourselves. You fucking what, mate? Like, it's you horrible, don't have to like it, it. That one really stuck with me, that did. Yeah. and I can, He said openly he doesn't like Shenmue after that. That's fine. Right? I have no problem with somebody who doesn't like Shenmue. But by saying something like that, you're insulting us as a community you're insulting the people who worked on it and you're also insulting the legacy of the games that actually came after it and what Shenmue pioneered so that's that's there isn't it I think also I've come on to its pacing before it doesn't lend itself to modern sensibility so instantly you get this why why do I have to wait why do I have to take it slow I want things now I want things now and I think in this YouTube era of clickbait, it doesn't lend itself well to that modern sensibility. Now, Shenmue 4, when hopefully it comes, it's got a really big decision to make in how they balance modern gaming to satisfying as fans. And I wouldn't want to be making that decision of how they're going to do that because that's going to be really difficult. But I don't know how you feel about this, James. Even when it gets a compliment, it feels backhanded almost, doesn't it? Yeah, it depends on who's saying it, but I know what you mean. Like, and we're getting that quite a lot of that with people. I think like Super Eye Patch Wolf sort of guy, how he loved the first two games, and you know he speaks speaks passionately about them, and then shits all over Shenmue Three. So it's like, on one hand, do you take him to like be a Shenmue fan who enjoys the series? Because ever since that Shenmue Three video, I've lost all any any respect i had for him for enjoying the first two games as well because especially him because a lot of what he did was like very unnecessary and clickbait and he did that second video with that other youtuber and it was a a lot of that was really uncalled for shitting all over shenmue 3 because as fan you should be embracing whatever you get because if you want the continuation of the series you've got to support it and Shenmue 3 isn't even a bad game. So for someone to hate a game so much that it ruined his life, or whatever he's quoted as saying, but loves the first two games so much, you know, it, it's, it doesn't make sense, that doesn't to me. No, it, does, it doesn't to me. I mean, his video did make some points that... I'm trying to think of the word I can use for it here. He embellished some of the points, like the fade to blacks, for example, said it happened in the entire game. It doesn't. It's an outright lie. Mm-hmm. It's an outright lie. And it's things like that that he's doing for clickbait attention. And like it ruined my life. It's clickbait attention. And it was very successful. I think it's his most successful video, which goes into the point I'm going to make here that 
it's generally so shit why do so many people have something to say about it yeah and and everything has to be a clickbait on it all these mm. headlines have been clickbaits you, you can tell straight away pretty much whether it's going to be someone a passionate person speaking about Shenmue or someone ready to shit on it just from the clickbait <laughs> alone yeah you can and which is going to be more popular as well unfortunately yeah, yeah, you do, and and clickbait is the way it goes. I mean, I've seen it in the videos that I've made. If I go off on one about something, or it's a bit more of a clickbaity type topic, um, it does tend to do better on, in the analytics on YouTube. It's just the way the thing's set up. Whereas well researched, thorough articles like Pandemodium, for example, who did the Virtual Cop Four, uh, Virtual Cop Four Hour um, documentary, which is awesome. Go and watch it. That's like he's got a very small follow. I say very small following. It's like twenty thousand subs or something on 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 YouTube. It might be less than that. I might be making that. Up. I haven't got the numbers in front of me, but his videos are not getting the hits of something that would be slagging it off, despite being incredibly well edited and well researched. So that's that comes into it. And clickbait now is is what sells and, and makes money. But well, that Jeff Gerstman for a uh, quote. He's probably kicking himself. He didn't have that as his YouTube video. <laughs> oh, I know. Wouldn't you be? Because yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people sort of you know, latched onto that a little bit. Yeah, and that was just something. I think he said that at like a show or something. He said yeah, it, in front it was on a panel, a video or games panel it? or something. Yeah, uh, which was unfortunate, really. Again, it's 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 these unprovoked attacks. Like I don't know. He must really have been getting a lot of people asking him to talk about Shenmue, like so much so he, he got. A, so annoyed he had to say something because <laughs> i don't understand how you could just stand up and and say something like that out loud and for for, for un, like there's no reason behind it at all it just i don't know it's like the true colors of someone shown off to me there it's like he's again it's it's, it's just unprovoked it's not mm. it's not needed um, no. for any game not not shamu you know if you just said about any game it's it's not even funny. No, it's not. It's not. And a lot of gaming media do that to other other titles as well. I must must sort of balance that a little bit. Another guy I mentioned, Matt, fucking that Jim Sterling guy. Um, I think his name's Jim Quisition or something. He's another oh, one that's yeah. been very harmful towards the series. Uh, he's done quite a few videos. He's done one on. I think he was. I think he was doing the remasters because I remember him. He was saying something about how the the audio had been better uh, been made better like the music or whatever and the the voice acting files and stuff had been improved but, but they still sounded rough and, and thinking and obviously we know that the actual voice recordings have actually been compressed in the remasters unfortunately mm. um over the dreamcast ones but it, it's a strange one because he really shits on the game he was calling like the sega arcade game shit he was saying like if he wanted to play a shit arcade game like space Harry, he'd just play it like He's, he was saying how Shenmue's time management, how it kind of forces you. I think he, he was saying if you read any guide on Shenmue, you see the words kill time as many times as you see Rio say I see in the game. So he was like kind of making fun of like how often Rio's stilted dialogue says I see. <laughs> but then at the end of the video, he, he like he gives the game an 8 out of 10. So I don't know if that's just his style or whatever he's like shit in the game for 10 minutes and then he comes up with that i'm i'm, I'm led to believe i haven't watched his videos but reading forums i'm, be, I'm led to believe that's his style he basically right. shits on everything then randomly mm. gives it an okay rating i mean it's, it's, it's very much a youtube formula video clickbait mm. have a go ma, 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 eight out of ten and you go yeah 
whatever. I mean, I just look at it and go, oh, whatever, mate. Yeah, he did one on Shenmue 3 as well, which I just watched earlier today. And it was another disappointing video, to be honest, because he, he starts off the video by saying, is this game a fucking joke? Is 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 there something he's missing that Shemu fans get? Like, is, is this game a joke? And he was he was asking, is Yu Suzuki just taking the piss? And then on screen, he shows these cups of, like, hospital piss when you, you pee into a cup. He shows them on the screen, so it's like very... He's very strong in his wording. Uh, he's very obnoxious sounding. He's cursing all the time. Like you say, he's really, really... I guess that's just his style. Uh, he's another one that claims... Uh, compared it to Yakuza and claims uh, that Yakuza does everything Shemu does but better. So Does that yeah. mean he can play shit Sega arcade games then? <laughs> well, I don't know about that. You can play Space Area in Yakuza, can't you? So... Yeah, and doesn't level that criticism at it, does it? Fucking no, idiot. That's true. And the other one we were going to talk about, Matt, we did mention it a little bit earlier, that hard drive article, Matt. <laughs> oh. <laughs> On the surface, it's funny, right? And I don't mind people having a little bit of fun, but again, it's another one of those that's like just appeared out of nowhere. It seems seemingly unprovoked. It's like, why now? Yeah, I know. I th- well, I think it came out in January. So again, it's still very random because nothing was happening around January as far as I'm aware. But the clickbait on the surface is like relatable <laughs> because it's like, I, f- I think the tagline is something like Shemu fan tries to get his friends to play Shemu or something and fails. So it's like a little bit relatable because we've all been there and we've been trying to get friends to play Shemu. Yeah. About yeah, the game yeah. And, you know, people keep throwing it aside and for some reason they just don't want to play it but when you actually get into the meat and potatoes of the article you just realize it's like completely made up these Yu Suzuki quotes on there that obviously Yu Suzuki'd never say I, it's just I know the website's very much in that vein it takes it up as a piss take on everything I don't I, I just didn't find it that funny I laugh at Shenmue don't get me wrong but I just, some of the stuff they were saying it's just like I just didn't care for it. No, well, one of the Yu Suzuki quotes was like, "Is I, you know, fully aware he's robbing everyone or something, and he's he's just designed it to steal more money from people, kind of thing, right?" Yeah, I just don't see the need because it's not. Again, it's not just shitting on Shenmue. It's like shitting on the developers. It's shitting on Yu Suzuki. It's going out of its way to harm not just the game, but everyone involved and fans of the series all that like these army of people out there that have always got something to say negatively towards Shemu. it just harms everyone involved with the game so if you love the game it harms you if you know you uses he keeps harming him it's harming the, the future of the series and uh, to a certain degree as well you know it's it's not nice i'm all up for having a laugh at, at, the, at the memes and the sailor stuff and all of that in shenmue we know it's there i've said it a hundred times i'm gonna say a hundred times more but so i think sometimes these articles almost they go too far Mm-hmm. And it's needless. I can have a jo- laugh and a joke, but when I think you're making up fake quotes and having a pop at the developers who work very, very hard, all game developers do, to make a game that they want to sell to to please their audience, I, I know I just I, I think it goes too far for me. I, I mean, I do have a sense of humor. I've got quite a dark sense of humor, but I just didn't. I didn't do it for me at all. It just seemed needless, quite honestly. Tongue and cheek, of course. It's just not nice at the same time <laughs> i think we're just a bit long in the tooth for it aren't we yeah it's like, oh again okay then 
I think that's it. I think if it was a one-off, it probably would be okay. It'd be funny if it was a one-off, um, someone just having a little bit of fun. But we've seen it so often, so many times for all these different outlets and media and clickbait and all these YouTubers and whatnot that just go out of the way to... Shit on it. Rec- yeah, wreak havoc on, like I say, not just us, but everyone involved. And it's it's uncalled for, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I would say so. Like I say, we can have a laugh, we can have a joke, and we do. We we said it on the on the dream pod. I think it was um, Le, Tom Lewis said this. I can't remember who. That you have to be able to laugh at Shenmue a little bit, and that's yeah. fine. We do we do laugh at some of it, but when it borders on sort of personally attacking the people who make it, I, I just think it goes a bit too far for me. Mm, we've all had a laugh and joke about the sailor stuff, haven't we? In the, in the past, we have. and would still do. But like you say, that goes beyond <laughs> just having poking fun it goes back to the jeff gersman thing don't it buddy it's just a fucking full cliff simulator for arseholes and um, you know that's when it has gone too far then because yeah, you can make, yeah, you can yeah. have a bit of a laugh about the forklifting aspect of things but using that verbiage just takes it a little bit too far <laughs> yeah definitely i'd agree with that all day and that's fine. Like, if you don't like Shenmue, you don't like Shenmue. I have no problem with anybody who doesn't like Shenmue. I've got friends who don't like Shenmue, but they don't go around and shit on it because it's the the cool thing to do. And I will never understand a mentality where you love this franchise as a whole, right? You love it. You've, you've been enamored with it for a long time. An entry in it, and I'm talking generally here, an entry in this this franchise is not up to maybe the expectations you had, right? So you are left with a little bit of disappointment. Some people were with Shenmue 3. That's fine, right? We have the right to be disappointed in something that maybe doesn't live up to what we thought. However, that doesn't mean we're entitled, right, to have the game exactly the way we wanted it. We are not the creators, right? So there's that that, that thing to it. But then it's to then actively go out and take... And basically rant about it all to such a point that actually you are damaging what's come before it and i don't understand that mentality that you'd obviously if you're disappointed in something you didn't like something that's fine but yeah, but i don't think i've ever i've ever played a single game where i felt so well passionate about not enjoying it that i need to make you know a 30 minute video shitting all over it i've never had that feeling from anything <laughs> No, I I haven't. There's games I've played that I go, oh, I didn't like that. I mean, I take, for example, Hellblade, well-revered game, right? Mm-hmm. Played it, played three hours of it, couldn't get into it. Is that the one with the tribal lady? Yeah, I can't remember her name. I thought, yeah, I remember the opening bit, you, you're you on the boat, you all come off, you you do some puzzles and you fight some little, um, I say little, some sort of big monster type things. But I just couldn't get into yeah, it, right? I, yeah. I, I, I tried and I couldn't. But the difference being, I didn't go then go onto social media and make a video taking a massive crap all over it. I th- I thought, don't like it. If anybody asks my opinion about it, then I will say, look, it's not for me. Especially when people actually do enjoy that game and a lot of people love that game and they were excited when the sequel was announced. Yeah. So, yeah, like you, Matt, you respect those sort of people, don't you, that enjoy this game. It's not for me. But like you say, you're not going to shit all over it. And then when a sequel gets announced, you're not going to shit all over that say like, oh, why after that, man? The first game was shit. Why don't you go play bloody God of War? You know, it's the same game, but better. That kind of mentality that people have got with Shenmue, where it's like, oh, Shenmue 3? Why? It's just a poor man's Yakuza. You know, Yakuza's done everything Shenmue's done and better. 
Why not play Yakuza? Yeah, and, and uh, do you know what? That I, I'm not going to spend too long on the Yakuza comparison, but we've naturally gone there, so we'll pick it up <laughs> at that point. But it's it's the biggest thing that's ever it, that's leveled at Shenmue, isn't it? The, the Yakuza mm. comparison. Shenmue's just a crap Yakuza, right? Let's let's <laughs> put this out here right now, right? If you take a screenshot of Shenmue One and a screenshot of the first Yakuza, you tell me v- visually which which looks better. It took them to the PlayStation Three to get anywhere near in terms of a visual presentation with Yakuza, right? Yep. But I'll, I'll leave that there. It's, it is Especially what it is. Pop- popularity for the series only really started with Yakuza 0, as far as I'm aware. Yeah, they, I know people enjoyed the series up until that point, but it was a very niche. It was, and, and they they were leasing it west. They took them ages to come west, and, and, they, yep. and Yakuza 5 basically... Had they to- didn't have faith in the west, actually, did yeah, they? they because didn't. Yakuza 5 was just thrown out there it wasn't even released physically they didn't have faith no, that it would no. sell and yeah. it, it's so ironic isn't it when you look at that but if we sort of dive into the the gate and we're going to do a yakuza episode after yeah, this definitely. um yeah. and actually i'm speaking to yakuza fan who's one of the big yakuza um communities on twitter to help me pull together stats and statistics for yakuza because i don't know anything about this sort of stuff this is not my field at all so I'm I'm trying to I want to present a balanced view of it and, and get the correct things involved so that we can make a really good comparison between the two series and what's gone on. Mm-hmm. But that's yeah. an episode for another day. I'm I'm just sort of leaving that in people's sort of background, if you like. But let's look at the game itself very quickly, right? Yep. They do have some similarities. You play a Japanese protagonist in, in Japan slash, in Shenmue's case, China as well, but in a world, right? You can play arcade games, although Yakuza picked that up way later than Shenmue did. You you can run around and talk to some NPCs in Yakuza. Shenmue, you can talk to all of them. And there's a fighting system involved. In there's a lot, Yakuza has more fights. It's more fast-paced. But that, the similarities sort of stop there for me, right? They're like cousins. They're from the same family. They borrow from each other. You can see where Yakuza has borrowed some of Shenmue's ideas, the fighting, the arcade games, some of the world building. I can see it. I understand where it's come from. But in terms of the way they present themselves, they're so, so different. Shenmue yeah. is all about the journey. It's all about Ryo's character development it's all about the world building it's all about taking your time and immersing yourself in the in in rio's journey and the people in it and being a small part of a very large game world that you can lose yourself in and it tells a very good story and it's a continuing story that's obviously spanned three hopefully four and five games if it goes that far yakuza is very much um i find it's a little bit more cheesy but in a good way it, it, it is I think it's very much more, more fast paced. It's got, I think it hooks you in deliberately early with the fighting. There's lots of fighting, probably to the point actually where it's almost intrusive. All those, random encounters, bit, yeah. Yeah, all those yeah. random encounters sort of on your nerves a little bit. And the stories are deliberately set up to be gratifying quicker, aren't they? Mm-hmm. And that's fine. No problem with that at all. But Yakuza had its issues didn't it? I mean, and one of the criticisms you get is Shenmue. I'm going to pick this up here. Shenmue is criticised for having mini-games like arcade games. What when they are, People are asking, why is Ryo going off and playing arcade games where he's trying to avenge his father? Alright yeah. then, why is Kiryu going to play arcade games while Haruka's or trapped? Or karaoke. In, yeah, or karaoke <laughs> where Haruka's trapped in the, in the tower of you know, the Millennium Tower or something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, 
it's those sort of criticisms that get leveled at Shenmue, but not at Yakuza. And I, I don't understand it. And I love both both series, right? But they are so different in the way they present themselves. It's very simplistic just to say that Shenmue is just a shit Yakuza. No, it's not. It's it's no. a very very different game to Yakuza. Both are well, those people. Those people that say, you know, <clears throat> why play Shenmue when you can play Yakuza? Because I want to play Shenmue. Thanks. <laughs> well, that's the thing, isn't it? Like, why? Well, because I enjoy it. And yep. if someone likes Yakuza over Shenmue, my hat off to you. I don't. I don't mind. I don't care. I like Yakuza. I, and the reason I got into Yakuza was because of Shenmue. But I just this whole narrative and it goes around the media it goes around you see it on twitter all the time don't you with the accuser this whole comparison oh shenmue's just a crap accuser accuser's better and actually i don't think it's the old school yakuza fans i think it's the new ones who have been to spoon fed this narrative around shenmue and just jump on it yeah i do think a lot of what happens hate wise towards shenmue is people listening to some of these other people that are saying like you know this sort of thing. Play Sh- why why play Shemu? Well, accuses the spiritual successor and stuff like that, and it gets in people's heads and spreads like wildfire kind of thing. And a lot of people have that mentality now. And I I just think that you can't really judge Shemu unless you've played it. I think you need it needs to be a game. I think Tom said it actually. How it's you know a lot of, these people obviously we love it and these people that hate it there's not no in between us no there's not at so, all no so tom used the the thing first time i did heard it actually um shen marmite yeah right? that was basically. it you either love it or you hate it there's no middle ground but i think because of that like marmite you, you kind of have to try it to know if you like it or not so shenmue's that that type of game it is like marmite i think you definitely need to play it to make your own, own mind up about it. You can't just judge people saying it's a crap game. You can't just judge people saying Yakuza is the better of Shenmue because Shenmue is one of its own. It's one of a kind. You, you have got to try Shenmue to just make that opinion, in my opinion. Yeah, you do. And I mean, I, I try not to badmouth games that I haven't played. I will look at games on trailers sometimes and think, oh, don't like the look of that. But I don't go on social media and talk about it because I'm going, well, I don't like it. Who cares what I think? You know what I say? It doesn't matter what I think at the end of that. If people are enjoying that, you carry on, mate. You carry on enjoy whatever game you like. But yep. I don't feel this inherent need to, to dunk on it. And I do think this that it does feel, and it may not necessarily be the case, but like you said earlier, it feels like there's almost an agenda with Shenmue. Take the Shenmue 3 sales as an as an as something to say we know right categorically it didn't sell as well as i think they hoped it would i do wonder where their predictions were based off the kickstarter success possibly but if you remember just before embracer announced that it did financially fine it's a niche you know core niche product blah 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 um there was an article came out a few days before based on GameStat saying there's only like fifty thousand players worldwide or something that was based on the achievements, though, right? It was. And those are inaccurate, mm. right? You can't track those accurately. And these gaming websites went out and pushed that, saying Shenmue 3 was a failure. Yeah, the damage, sold 50 grand or whatever. Yeah, the damage is done because then they don't issue rebuttals to it or, or retractions. And you sort of say, oh, for God's sake, here we go again. You mm. and, and everybody was saying on the forums, wait for the actual 
a financial statement to come out because then they'll talk about what, what this is and what it isn't. And they said, financially, it did fine. Uh, niche core product, blah, 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 which says to me... Well, they were expecting that, weren't they? Yeah, it, say, it says to me, it made money, maybe not as much as we liked. We may not go in on another one. We're not too sure no. at this point. But categorically, yep. like to wipe off like millions of dollars on a on a on a revenue prediction because of a game stat and an analysis which is highly inaccurate is 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 stupid for a minute for a, for anybody's money and secondly it got around the media so fucking quick that we had to issue a rebuttal about it by that point the damage is done and people have this impression don't they and that's the impression that runs and then starts getting passed off as fact and then we start looking like we're fanatical, we we we're nuts. Yeah, we'll say anything to defend Shenmue. Whereas actually, we're not defending something with anything. You know, something we've made up. We are defending it with facts. And I think again, it plays into this media clickbait thing, doesn't it? That they know we're going to come out as Shenmue fans and defend it. But who else is going to? Judging on the past media, what would you say? With all these headlines, whether good or bad, mostly bad, of course, but do you think like that some news is better than nothing? You know, the, the negative headline still keeps the Shemu name out there, but you know, a lot of what we are talking about is an extremely bad exposure, though, isn't it? Because it like runs into other people's opinions it and they, they make this opinion. You know, are these casual players just taking the name Shemu and synonymous with a bad game then because of all this stuff well i think shenmue gathers attention doesn't it so you're going to talk about it in a bad light because it's going to get you a clickbait now it's yeah. not to say that shenmue doesn't have his issues we know it does we know the voice acting is a bit quirky we know the fighting system especially in three is a bit quirky we know that the controls especially in the first two games are considered a bit stiff we know the animations and things like it are stiff in shenmue 3 we're not saying shenmue is is invalid perfect. to criticism it's not perfect by any stretch of your imagination we love it for what it did the world building and the storytelling and the impact it had on on us and like you say the shen marmite thing comes into it but yeah. i think what we're we're trying what i'm trying to say is we are balanced as shenmue as a shenmue community but what we will always do as a shenmue community is come out and call when something is being put around that isn't correct and also it goes back into this mentality again. If you liked Shenmue as a fan, you didn't like Shenmue 3, that's fine. But then why go out and and purposely damage something that, that you previously enjoyed, right? Game of Thrones had three bad episodes at the end of the whole lot. I don't know if people have watched it who's listening to this. It, it, that's my opinion, right? But yeah. that did not spoil for me the rest of the whole show and it didn't make me go out there and go, right, I do not want any more Game of Thrones. Sod this. It's rubbish, blah, blah, blah. I just thought, well, I didn't like the ending of that very much, but I enjoyed the rest of it. Thank you very much. That's the thing. I think it, Shenmue promotes two reactions, extreme love or extreme hate. There's no in-between, which I think damages it a little bit from a probably a sales perspective that people don't come in and go, well, that looks okay. I'll pick it up. It's either oh, I've heard that's amazing. Yeah, I'm going to pick that up. Yeah. Or oh, that's fucking shit. Oh, I'm not going to pick that up. It's fucking <laughs> awful. And that's that's yeah. the thing, isn't it? it that in between, if it, if it could get that, I do think it'd be more successful. But then you also have people using it for attention, like AEW sign guy, mm. right? He, I spoke to him on on Twitter, right, and. 
I had a very pleasant exchange with him. But I said to him, so Shamu 3, by the way. Yeah, right? yeah. And he yeah, said yeah. Shamu 3 was a waste of time and money, right? Well, he's saying to me, oh, but I love the first two games and I'd buy the fourth. Oh, this guy, yeah, yeah. that did the wrestling sign yeah. that said, what did he say? Uh, Shamu 3, 3 was a waste of time and money, yeah. okay. And I and I said Jesus to him out. Christ. I said to him outright, <laughs> and I said, if you didn't like Shenmue Three, I have no problem with that whatsoever. But why, why feel the need to go out there? And considering apparently you love the rest of the franchise so much, why feel the need to go out there and do something like that, knowing full well, I'm sorry, you have to be living in a basement under a yeah. rock to not understand an AEW show that if that gets on TV, people are going to talk about it, right? It did and they mm. did. And that's another thing that we've then had to contend with as a community. If you don't like it, fine. But why then go out and do something like that without thinking of the repercussion? It's it's it like have? man, it's like those people that did that bloody petition saying, uh, "Sign this to get Shenmue Three remade. We want Shenmue Three wasn't great, and we want it remade, so it is great." As though like Yu Suzuki's going to say, "You know what, guys? Yeah, this petition's got like." 100,000 signatures or whatever, That's that, that tells me that we really need to remake Shenmue 3, so I'm going to spend the next bloody eight years or whatever it takes, or four, four to eight years, remaking the whole game, everything in it. Oh, yeah. It just, just, just doesn't make sense, does it? No, it doesn't. And actually, you take that point, right, of, of people not liking Shenmue 3 and, and wanting it remade. Yu Suzuki is well aware of of what he thinks of Shenmue 3. You look at that game in for, former interview, those 64 questions, they ask him to rate Shenmue 3. <laughs> yeah. He starts at a 7 and he goes to a 6. Yeah. Well, if that doesn't say the man understands where things have gone wrong potentially... Yeah, maybe the, I, like I, the, the cuts they had to make to make yeah. get it out the door. I, I don't know what will. So like this whole notion that we don't recognize the faults of, of Shenmue. It, it, it isn't there. Even the creator recognized that Shenmue 3 wasn't all that I think he wanted it to be. Because if it was, he'd have given it 8 or 9, wouldn't he? Yeah, but day. he's not going to remake the game, is he? You know, like these no. people want him to remake it. Everything that was in there, it is, it is the definition of a 7 out of 10 game. It's, it's a great game. It's just, you know, not on the level of the first two games. But it helps bridge the gap to the continuation of the series and maybe the Shenmue 4 is that 10 out of 10 game again. And maybe that then makes Shenmue 3 actually, oh, you know, it's actually an 8 or a 9 now because it's bridged the gap and the story picks up. And I've I've said it before, maybe Shenmue 3 actually makes more sense then. So as on, on its own, perhaps it's not as strong but the fourth game makes it stronger. Yeah, kind of like exactly. one and two, how the story at the end of one perhaps isn't the strongest narrative so far, but two, how that turns into such an epic, it is the epic tale saga or whatever happening. It makes Shemu one that, mm. oh, this is like the beginning of everything to come. It just makes it much stronger in, in a sense. It does. It absolutely does. And you can't, like you say, judge Shemu three solely on on its own without a Shenmue 4 and, and what that may or may not do, despite obviously the valid criticisms around the story in Shenmue 3. Again, the comparisons, how they went out the way then to try and improve Shenmue 2, like adding the weight feature and stuff, they can take, because Shenmue 3 has been built from the ground up, they can take the feedback into a Shenmue 4 and tailor Shenmue 4 to the criticisms of Shenmue 3. 
And, you know, ultimately yeah. Shenmue 3 then helps to make an even better game moving forward from that point because we can't go back 20-odd years and continue on where Shenmue 2 left off on the Dreamcast. They've had to remake everything, and that includes the combat, which obviously he, he knows himself he wants to add throw moves back into it in Shenmue 4. So, you know, that's another thing where they can actually build upon what they've they've produced with Shenmue 3. I think also Shenmue as a, as a whole is... I think unfairly held to, to to modern gaming standards, right? It, let's not beat around the bush about it. In terms of the way it's aged, and some of the way you know the controls and things, it hasn't aged that well. When you compare it to like an Assassin's Creed or a Spider-Man game, for example, it hasn't. We know it hasn't. But you can't judge Shenmue on modern gaming, right? Mm-hmm. In my opinion, you need to be able to judge it on what was there at the time as a retro game, like. You wouldn't go and judge Sonic Adventure to today's modern gaming standard, would you? Sonic Adventure, I still remember picking that game up as a kid and being enamoured by it, and I still am for what it did for 3D Sonic. And and yeah, it has its issues, of course it does, but it's still a magnificent game. But by modern standards, people will go, that game's rubbish. You can't judge it by modern standards. You need to judge it by what it was trying to do at the time, and almost forget modern gaming and go into it with a with a clear head and then see what you think of it. And if you don't like it, you don't like it. It's fine. But that tendency to go down the modern sensibility that, that, that the deliberate hate route is, is there for everybody to see. Look at the anime. I'm going to move things away from the games a, a tiny bit here. But look at the anime, right? Yeah. We know it was successful, don't we? In terms of numbers, in terms of the research that came back in terms of the general community feedback that came through, it's been pretty successful. It shouldn't have been cancelled. It's an absolute fucking travesty that they've gone and cancelled that. I, don't, I haven't got any more to say on that that bit. But like going around on Twitter, when it got cancelled, someone put out, oh, it's cancelled because it failed to reach an audience or didn't meet expectations or didn't have good numbers. That's why it's failed. No. No, 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 no. But the thing is, people start passing this off as fact. And then we have to come out and go, no, here's the actual facts. And then we look like we are being overprotective. But we're just, again, putting out the the facts and letting people make their own minds up. Metro. You, I know Metro <laughs> in the UK. I'm going to put I remember you mentioning this, yeah. It's an absolute piece of shit. <laughs> and they turn around and they say, oh, all Shenmue fans hated the anime. Any two minutes of res- two minutes of research would tell you that's complete horseshit. Yeah, that's ridiculous, man. That 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 sort of thing annoys me. There's that's just people just making stuff up out of nothing. I know, I know, and that's the thing. And people get a pass for it with Shenmue, and this is what the frustrating thing is: they don't understand it, Shenmue. I don't think everybody has taken the time to try and understand it. And therefore, because it's cool to hate on it, YouTubers have done it, media's done it for such a long time, that feeds into why people love to hate it. But actually, take strip that back, the people who do get into it love it. And there might be a small community of us that, that do, and that might continue. We might we might expand out, you know, what who knows what the future of the series holds. But this this notion that goes around that Shenmue is rubbish in inverted commas is fed by a gaming media that I think know that sort of thing picks up clicks. They know we're going to come out and defend it. 
and then it it it's sort of in this vicious circle, if you like, that the fan base look like we're rabid and gatekeeping almost, and we're not. We we fully recognise that Shenmue can be laughed at, that Shenmue has its mechanical issues, that Shenmue is not the perfect game. But do you know what? In an, in a, an imperfect game or imperfect pitch, you can find perfection. And Shenmue did that. It did mm-hmm. that for me. It did that for you. It did that for the community. It's but... perfect to us. But obviously, again, we, we can say the word perfect, but we do recognise the faults, can't we? That's what you're kind of saying. It's Yeah, exactly. It's not that we're just blind to everything, but it's we, we need to see... The next game in the series we're not and i'm hoping as well you mentioned the anime a little bit there matt but i'm hoping that the success of the anime the people that picked well not picked it up but the people that went out of the way to watch it could be a plus point in our corner because you know it's allowed these potential naysayers that have heard people badmouthing shenmue they might have a, have had a slight interest in seeing it through the eyes of an anime and you know come come out of it really enjoying it so hopefully um they've got like a heightened interest in the series because of that and you know now they they haven't been swayed by a lot of the negativity that's kind of clouded Shenmue from media and all these different yeah. stuff over the yeah. years and I and I think sort of as we're sort of closing this off a little bit I think to balance the arguments out here as much as I can and take the rose tinted glasses off there have been issues with Shenmue in the way it's been communicated by the people who have run it who have made it who yeah who've been involved in that side of things and that that has not helped right the, the the sony thing with the kickstarter that should have been clear from the start right they, that sort of argument mm-hmm. if that you need to control as much as you can with with gaming media and media in general and, and get as clear a communicative make you know, clear communication out there as possible to avoid these sorts of things but invariably you are going to attract with any game, including Shenmue, some negative press. It's just the way it's going to go. But I will never understand the mentality of, of hating something just because it's cool. Mm-hmm. Why? I, I, I don't, I will never get it. Yeah, we, we are fully aware of Shenmue's faults, but why hate something when you've never played it? Why hate something because someone's telling you to hate it? You know, going back, remember it got given away on Epic not that long ago, didn't it? Shenmue 3. Yeah. And the amount of people that came out crying about it go, oh, it's rubbish anyway. Why would you not give it away for free? It for free. <laughs> yeah. It's like, like that is insane, isn't it? It's, it's like, what? Yeah. I, I, don't, I fail to understand it. I downloaded every free game off of Epic. I Probably do. won't ever play half of them. But... Yeah. Even if I've got no intention of playing it, why would you not download it? It's free. And uh, and I'm going to feed back to the point I keep or, making or pe- about people. Sorry, just uh, I could imagine a comment saying something like, um, "It's uh, free, it's too expensive, or something." You know, that kind oh, of. Oh, someone did <laughs> yeah. say that. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But I'm going to feed back into the point I keep making with Shenmue for such a bad, poor, shit, whatever what you want to call it, franchise it sure as hell gathers a lot of attention and gathers people's emotions does, for one, for better or worse. So you tell me why. Why yeah, does it? Well, I think that's a good question, a good point, Matt, to leave the listeners with. Um, it's a bit of a closure to this discussion. Why? We'll throw it out there to you guys if you've got any reasoning or whatever, but why is Shamu a game that people just seem to love to hate um obviously we love it but these people out there that love hating on it for some reason or another 
And um, I'd be interested to see if, if anyone can actually give a, a definitive answer to it. My, my, my definitive answer is it's just a misunderstood thing. And again, I think you have to try it to give an opinion. And a lot of people out there have already made their mind up before they've even um, stepped foot in the shoes of Ryozuki unfortunately yeah i'd agree with that and that's a sad thing it really is a sad thing that people now won't just look at something and go and be curious and give it mm. a go especially with the shenmue series at the moment it's, it's always on sale it's cheap you're not exactly putting your wallet at risk give it a go guys come on yeah there's an immersive world out there that's just waiting to take your hand and i don't know <laughs> and help you find the yeah. full voodoo <laughs> exactly and you'll fall in love with it i'm sure right matt so we're gonna have a quick break now and i think we will have that quiz we'll do a little quiz to, to round off the show because i feel like we've been talking non-stop for ages and uh, been a bit all over the show with uh, that discussion point so we're gonna have a quick music break now this is a brand new track from richard cartledge it's by whose defeat remix from shemmy doom
Welcome back. That was By Whose Defeat from Richard Cartledge. Uh, awesome tune there Richard's created. Um, go check out more of Richard's music. I'm sure we'll put a link in the description where you can find it. Awesome stuff. You can also download Richard Cartledge's music pack on Superpass as well, if you didn't know. Um, but we're going to wind down now with a little bit of a quiz. So I was literally watching Titch do this quiz earlier, which I thought this would be awesome to get Matt on. Luckily, you weren't in Titch's stream, Matt, so <laughs> no. you don't know any of the answers, which is good. So basically, I'll just tell you the details. So it's an um, okay. 80-question quiz. Jesus. So basically, I'm going to type the answers in as you tell me. If you don't know a question, we're going to skip it or move on, and we can come back later. But basically, you've got 18 minutes to try and get all 80 answers. Obviously, don't use Google or anything or or whatever, and we'll come up with a, a score at the end. Any questions that you don't get, like I say, we can go back and try and get again later. And as soon as your time runs out, I'll reveal the answers that you couldn't get. Okay. It's a mixture of like easy and hardest questions, so we'll see how we get on. But when you're ready, Matt, I'm going to press play quiz, and the timer will begin. Right, let's do it. Okay, three, two, one, go. Where is Shemu set? Japan, Yokosuka. Yokosuka, yeah. In which year is Shemu set? Uh, 1986. Yep. Yeah. What martial art is the Hazuki family famous for? Oh, hang on, I'm trying to think of the name of it. You can give me as many answers as you want, by the way, I'll just keep typing them in. All oh, right. <laughs> Um, oh, I can't remember the name of it. It's a grappler as well. See, I know what you're thinking, but it's actually a lot simpler than that. Jiu-Jitsu. Spot on. What is Rio's father's first name? Oh, wow. Yeah, what does Landy accuse Rio's father of killing? Uh, murdering his father. Oh, sorry, who does? <laughs> oh, who does he? Uh, yeah, his so father. it's going to be, um, what's his name? Uh, Zhao Zhongmin. No, I might be spelling Zhao wrong. <laughs> Why is that not working? Summing Zhao? How do you spell Zhao? Z H A O, I think. Oh, that's not working. Who does Landy accuse Rio's father of killing? Something. It's not working. It's, it's, his first name is Sun, then M I N G, and then Zhao Z H A O. Oh, yeah, it worked. It worked. We had to break them all up. Ah, reason. right, okay. Zhao, Sun, Ming. Separate words. Where was the dragon mirror? Uh, under the cherry tree. Yep. What are Rio's father's dying words? Keep friends those you love close to you. Yeah. What is living student Fukusan's first name? Oh. <laughs> you might have to spell it for me as well. Oh, fuck. Fuck. Oh, I can't remember. I kind of want to help. Is it like Masayuki or something? I thought it was Masayuki or something like Masayuki. that. Yes, we got it. <laughs> what move scroll can be found on Fukusan's desk? Uh... If you're not sure, 
Waves? Is that it? No. If you're not sure, we can skip and we'll come back to it. Skip it, we'll come back. Okay, what food did Rio dislike as a child? Carrots. Yep. Where is the shrine that Megumi's kitten is being kept in? Ah, uh, it's... Um... Oh, Yamanose shrine. Yep. What was the name of the reflex-based mechanic used in certain action sequences? Uh, QTEs. Yep. The old woman in the beginning of the game is looking for which residence? Oh, fuck. <laughs> fuck. I just thought of Fukusan's move. It's Twin Blades. Twin Blades. No. Ah, Bugger it. Um, I can't so, remember. The old lady. Do you want to skip that one for now? Yeah, skip it. What was the first prize from the Abbey store ticket draw? Gold Jural. Yep. Which move does Rio teach Fukus on? Uh, pit Blow. Yep. Where does Nozomi work? I Ida Florist. Uh, yeah, that's my bad. I'm spelling it wrong. Ida Florist. Yep. Name one of the move scrolls that could be purchased from Bunkariado Antiques. Uh, Mud Spider. Spot on. What's the name of Tom's girlfriend? Honey. Yep. What's the name of the Yakuza front in Dubuita? Ah, Nagai Industries. Nagai Industries. Yep, worked. Which two classic Sega games can be played at the U Arcade? At Game U Arcade, uh, you can play Space Harrier. Yep. And. Uh, hang on. Hang on, yep. What's the first prize from the Tomato Convenience Store ticket draw? That's the Boombox. Yep. What is the name of the group of professions that served as bodyguards for the Chinese Emperor? Uh, the, the name for the th all three of them together is the Three Blades, yep. or did you need the individual one? No, Three Blades works. What was Bokichi Itoi of Mary's Patches and Embroidery's Chinese name? Fuck, what? <laughs> oh. Do you want me to skip that one? Yeah. Okay. What move did Yamagashi-san teach Ryo? Double blow. Spot on. Where does Akemi work? Or Kimi? Where does she work? Mm. Uh, is it the lunchbox stand or am I going mad? You are going mad, yeah. Do you want to skip it? Yeah. If Rio loses the pool challenge, what does he buy for the base workers? Uh, bourbon. Bourbon, yep. Where does Rio learn of Charlie? Uh, he learns of Charlie at the, at the car park fight. Car park fight. I don't think it's that. No. Oh, no, hang on. No, it's not. It's Heartbeats Bar. You get the tattoo bit through the heartbeat, uh, through the car. Uh, yeah, heartbeats heart works, yeah. The letter to Rio's father was from who? Uh, Yuanda Zhu. Or Zhu Yanda. Yeah, Zhu didn't work, so Yuanda Zhu. That's not working either. How do you spell Zhu? Uh, Z-H-U. So how do you spell Yuanda? Oh, God, hang on. Let me Google it. Is it like two words again? Yuanda Zhu or something like that weird? Uh, Yuanda. 
Why is it not working? Y U A N D A and then Z H Z H U. The letter to Rio's father was from who? Yeah. Why is it not working? I don't know. Fuck's sake. It's right. <laughs> we'll skip it for now. Okay. What is the? Oh, I'm gone. There's another question somewhere. Is there? Ah, oh, sorry. There was a question at the top. Where in Dubuita is the tattoo parlor located? That was my bad. Oh, something heights, isn't it? The apartment block. I can't remember the name of it. Yeah, you got the zoo and all right. By the way, what is the phone number encoded in the letter? Uh, as in, what is the actual phone number? Yeah, the one I said on the dream pod. Oh bloody hell! Is uh. Zero four six eight. Yeah. Six one. Uh, I throw the last four digits because the seven's disappeared. Uh, four six five. No. Oh, I must be wrong. You're very close, man. Oh fuck. Just put those four, five, and six in different order. Five, six, four. Yeah, plus seven. There we go. Okay, Father's Evan. Uh, nine dragons. Mother's Earth. Comrades. Yeah, where is the new Koska Harbour located? Uh, Amihama. Yeah, what does the homeless man ask Rio to buy for him? Uh, coffee. Yeah, name one of the moves that the homeless man teaches Rio. Uh, you can do Shadow Step and Shadow Blade. Shadow Step worked. What is the name of the family who run Hoka Hoka launches in Dubuita and at the New Cusco Harbour? So that's the family surname. Oh, fuck, this is my, isn't there? This is a tough one, actually. No, come back you to You don't it. ever hear the surname, do you? What organisation is Landy a high-ranking member of? Chiu Men. Yeah, where was the Phoenix Mirror? Uh, it was in the Hazuki Dojo basement. Yeah. Where does Nozomi ask Rio to meet her? Uh, Sakurajuka uh, Park. Yeah. Where does Nozomi tell Rio she is moving to? Canada. Yeah. Where does Rio's first fight with Chai take place? Uh, in the arcade. Yeah. Who is the boss of the Mad Angels? Terry. Yeah, what company in New York, New York Costco Harbour does Rio get a job with? Uh, the Alpha Trading Company. Fucking, why is that not typing? Oh, oh my god, something's lagging. Oh. I think it must have just loaded a bunch of new adverts. Alpha Trading Office. Yeah, it worked. What's the name of the black market deal that the Mad Angels are organising? Uh, Longjar. The type these are now. We've got eight minutes. Who takes the photograph of Rio and Azomi? Oh, fuck. No. Gone. Skip. Pass that one. Yeah. Uh, name one of the moves that Guizang teaches Rio. Swallow dive. Yeah. What, who does Master Chen instruct Rio to meet? Uh. Li Xiao Tao. Yeah. Who steals Rio's bag when he arrives in Hong Kong? Uh, Wong. Yeah. What motel yeah. does Joy arrange for Rio to stay at? Uh, come over guest house. 
who was Rio's work partner in Aberdeen? Uh, Dylan or Julin, depending on how you pronounce it. Yeah. What new kind of collectible can Rio collect in Hong Kong? Chuck some names out of you, I'm sure. Just anything uh, you can think of. Sorry, the capsules. You get the medals. No, it didn't work. Uh, no, skip it. Okay. What is the name of the street game that can be played or worked as a part-time job? A lucky hit. Yeah. Where does Janmin practice Tai Chi? Uh, Lotus Park, South Carmain Quarter. Yeah. What moves does Janmin teach Rio? Iron Palm. Yeah. Where in South Common Quarter does Guixang live? <laughs> Ooh, is he? Yantin Apartments. Yeah. Who is the master of the Guang Martial Arts School? Uh, master Zhoujang, isn't it? Let's try that. Zhoushan. It worked, man. Good job. What are the names of the four we do? Uh... Dan, Gon, Ji, and Yi. Yeah. What is the book at Mammo Temple that Rio needs to read? Uh, the Wolin Shu. Yeah. What is the name of Xu Ying's brother? Ziming. Yeah. What style of martial arts does Landy use? Uh, Tiger Swallow. Yeah. What is the martial artist password that Guixang teaches Rio to make with cups? It's a Chowan sign. That works, yeah. Where does Eileen practice Tai Chi? Uh, Pigeon Park. Yep. When is Fang Mei's birthday? March the 3rd. Spot on. What's the name of Ren's gang? Heavens. Where does Ren's gang usually hang out? Uh, Beverly Hills Wharf. Where in Wan Chai... That was correct, by the way. Where in Wan Chai are the duck races held? Think, try to think. Wise man's quarter. Yeah. What is the name of the super move that Azumi uses in Street Fights? Oh, fuck. It comes up on the screen, doesn't it? Yeah. It's like superpower or something, isn't it? <laughs> Trying to skip it for now? Yeah. Name one of the move scrolls that can be purchased from Wise Man's Kung Fu. Horseshoe kick. Horseshoe kick. No. Mm, I don't think what else is in there. Because one of them you learn. And who teaches you. Skip it. Okay. Who is Rio's work partner in Kowloon? Congo. Yeah. What was the password that Yang gave Rio to gain access into the Dancing Dragon building? Uh, dragons don't sleep. Yeah. What's the name of Donu's gang? Yellowheads. Yeah, name one of the move scrolls that can be purchased from BC Military Surplus. Machine Gun Fist. Nice. Well, let me check. Machine Gun Fist. Is Machine Gun one word? No. That might be. There's another. There's another question later. Tiger Eyes Military Surplus. So shall I try it for there? Which building does Yuan live in? This was a tricky uh, one, I remember. I wouldn't have got this. It's through the Moonchild. It's not Moonchild, though. No, it's not. It's through it. 
I'll skip it no. for now. Eh? Let's try okay. machine gun. This is the other question. The name of the move scrolls that can be purchased from Tigers. High military surplus. I think this is where you get machine gun fist from. Yep. The four sticks that are required to unlock the door in the ghost hall building are Phoenix, White Tiger. White Tiger, and sorry. Dragon. Dragon. And I'm trying to think of the gods. You said Phoenix. Phoenix, tiger. White Tiger. You've said Dragon. Tortoise. Fourth key is Tortoise. I think it's Snake to Tortoise and I'm trying Tortoise. Yeah. Why is that not working? Has the dragon got a different name? Like something dragon or is it? It might do. It's not working that one. Important ah. sticks are required to unlock in the ghost. Phoenix, white tiger. Oh, it's, it's a blue dragon. Blue dragon, snake, tortoise. That works. Good. What is the name of the orphanage where Shuing and her brother grew up? Oh, it's in the Thousand White Orphanage. Thousand White Orphanage doesn't work. It's in the Thousand White building. Mm -hmm. Do you remember the, the name? I'll try to give you a little hint where the, the nun walks in. Right? Is that the place? Yeah. Uh, I can't because that's got the Statue of St. Mary, isn't it? I can't think of it right I'll now. Skip that one for now. What move does Kai teach Rio? Uh, predictive Explosion. Predictive Explosion. You've got a minute and a half, by the way, left. Uh, only three questions left. What is the name of the village that Shemfoir is from? Bailoop. Yep. Where was Shemfoir... Uh, what was Shemfoir attempting to rescue when Rio first meets her? Uh, white Deer. Yep. What material are Phoenix and Dragon Mirrors made of? Phantom River Stone. So that's the end of the quiz, so let's go back. So we've got just over a minute. What move scroll can be found on Fukusan's desk? Any other suggestions on that? Oh, did I say twin blades? Yeah, it didn't work. The old woman. The old woman in the beginning of the game is looking for which residence? No, I can't think of it. Excuse me, do you? Can you help me find the? I know. I know. <laughs> I can't think of it. Uh, Fukusan Shadow Reaper. Try that one for the move. Shadow Reaper. Yep, that's it. Uh, so the old woman and the other one is what is uh, Bukichi Itoi's Chinese name? I don't know if you'll No shards. Where does Akimi work? Can you picture where she is in the game? Oh, hang on, she's in a bar. Any particular For... bar? It's not Heartbeats. Ten seconds. It's not MJQ. It's the other one. What's the other one called? By Yokosuka. Yes, I just tapped it in. Two seconds left. That's it. So you got 69 out of 80. Fuck, that's not too bad. Okay, let's go through the questions that you just missed out on. So the old woman at the beginning of the game is looking for which residence? Answer is Yamamoto. Ah, fuck. Yeah, okay. Okay, what was Bukichi Toi of Mary's Patches and Embroideries Chinese name? That is Su Jian Ren. Fucking good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> I think he, he does say that, doesn't he, out loud? The, he does, yeah. Years ago, I was Chinese. Um, where in Dubuita is the, t the tattoo parlor located? I know you said something heights. It's 
Okayama Heights. That's it, yeah. I just couldn't get the last, the first bit. Yeah. What is the name of the family who run Hoka Hoka Lunches in Dubuita and at the near Costco Harbour? That's the family name. That's Sawano. Ah, yeah. Um, who takes the photograph of Ryo and Nozomi? I can get it. No, Eri. Eri, fuck. Eri yeah. Tajima. Uh, what new kind of collectible can Ryo collect in Hong Kong? There is quite a few when you think of it, because you could have the little gems as lighter. well. Lighter. Lighter. But it is, yeah. It's Zippo Lighters. I just, it went blank. I couldn't think mm. of it. What is the name of the super move that Azumi uses in Street Fights? Um, according to this, it's Viva Sakura Festival. That's it. It's def- I, I, I knew it was Sakura Festival, but I don't remember the Viva bit. No, I don't remember the Viva bit. Name one of the move scrolls that can be purchased from Wise Men's Kung Fu. You could have had Double Storm Kick. Dragon Spin, Oblique Air. That was the one kick, I was thinking. Oblique of. Air Kick, yeah. Stepping Strike or Twin Palm Thrust. That's the other one. Okay. Uh, name one of the move scrolls that could be purchased from the BC Military Surplus. You could have had Diagonal Wipe, Horseshoe Kick. You did say Horseshoe Kick at one point, didn't you? I did for the other one, yeah. All right, so mm, I might give you that. 70. I'll give you that one. Because uh, probably if we'd have had a bit more time, I would have tried typing that in. Uh, Mantis combo or oblique slam. Mm-hmm. The other moves. Which building does Yuan live in? Tricky one. I wouldn't have got this. Golden flower building. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't mean it. It is linked to it, but does it does it pop up on the screen? I don't believe I've I see that no, during the cutscene. I think you might do when you walk. Through through them, yeah, mm. it probably does. But you never do, do you, in game? No, I don't think you do. I don't think it pops up. I think the cutscene just happens, doesn't it? Yeah. Might be wrong on that, but I believe yeah, it does. It does. It just happens. Otherwise, I'd, sure I'd remember happens. it. I'm sure I'd remember it more. Um, what's the name of the orphanage where Shuing and her brother grew up? It was Thousand White Covent. Oh, bugger. We were close, yeah. I was Damn. trying to give you a little bit of a hint with the nun thing. Could, yeah, I couldn't think yeah. of it. Fuck. No worries, man. So I'd say you got 70 out of 80 there. I'll give you that. Uh, that. So you turn off, not too bad. And we did it within time as well, which is quite tricky. Um, 18 minutes to do all that and type them incorrectly and especially type what they're expecting. Like Zhao Su Ming, I was a bit, why is it not working? But you have to split the sun and the Ming for it to work. Yeah. So it says you got 86%, but I'd give you whatever 70 is out of 80. I don't know. (laughs) Is that... It's got to be another couple of percent, and it maybe eighty-eight percent. And it yeah. says the average score is twenty-five percent. So <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that then. Yep. That's hard though against the clock. It is hard against the clock, and you, you did pretty well to be honest, Matt. Uh, considering I was typing the answers for you, and obviously I'm seeing the questions, and I'm just saying them to you, aren't I? So you've got to kind of visualize what I'm saying to you at the same time. So yeah, very good, man. I'll um, I'll pop the link to that quiz in the description if you want to try it out for yourself. All good fun there, and thanks for Titch for showing us that earlier. It's on Sporkle, pretty cool website. Um, they've got quite a few little Shemu quizzes actually, so some good material for the future there, Matt. Just don't go off and cheat <laughs> ahead of time. Memorize them all. Yeah, definitely. Good stuff, then, guys. So I think that probably wraps up today's show. I think next show we're going to be going a little bit more detail of the accuser stuff. Um, obviously, we mentioned a little bit of Yakuza within this, but we want to go a little bit deeper into why, out of the two franchises, Yakuza is seemingly more successful, especially in 
these days we you know just announced they're getting like three new games or something daft aren't they yeah they are i have to say i'm gonna get all three of them because i love the series but it's like that meme where you've got um spongebob outside and you've got his mate um sid sat like looking out the window in envy it's like that at the moment for us i wish we were in that predicament but (laughs) yeah oh well we can't have everything i suppose eh? i don't know we should do. Yeah, we we should have fucking the end of the series by now, but <laughs> onwards and upwards, of course. So we're going to close the show out with a track. We've had a lot of, well, all fan-created tracks today. So we're going to end with a, a track from Rio X. After hearing a lot of Rio X in that Dream Pod episode the other day, got a bit of a taste for it again. So I'm going to play Inherited Skills at Dawn. Thanks very much for tuning in to today's episode. Look forward to seeing you all again next time so that's goodbye from me goodbye from me (laughs) i didn't want to do the rip off your thing matt but there we go see you all next time
Ah, oh, look at the time. 